This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich. Uh, thank you for having me back on um, ahead of our first Tuesday night game of the season. Yeah, I thought I'd. Uh disrupt you just before going into the latest press conference by saying do you fancy do you fancy talking about it because although cups especially league cup and football league trophy they're not really hugely important in my mind um as a presser but i think league games are very much uh, very much in the interests of supporters yeah i agree 100% yeah exactly so that's what we'll do when when we've got the chance but oh well it's a uh, it's the first presser that we've had where it's a league loss. Um, you know, from from everything that read and heard, the overwhelming rhetoric is it's not the end of the world. We we just need to tweak in a few areas, a bit more bonding, and we'll be all right. Yeah, it's very much that it was kind of like a loss, but it, it, I saw many fans on social media saying it was kind of like the best loss they've ever experienced um, because of the, the atmosphere at the club and, and how the day played out and and also the performance on the pitch, it wasn't a, wasn't a terrible performance. It was good. It needed a, a few more players to put away some of their chances. A um, bit of sloppiness in terms of defend, defending when that long throw came in. But, you know, there wasn't there wasn't much wrong with the performance. And I think it was, it was considering we're still at the start of the season, it was a good car last side. It was, it was a good performance to get kind of people off their seats and, and back behind town at the county ground, of course. We talked about the game in depth on on the, the on the pod recently, so we won't go into crazy detail about Tramier, but I do want a little bit of more insight, especially as you, as 
more or less an outsider in terms of the world of Swindon Town. You report on it, but you're not local. The signing of Johnny Williams came out of nowhere. I mean, we we recorded on that day and there was no inkling in the press conference that something was on its way. And there it was. Yeah, we've had we've had very little contact from the club in terms of um, before before transfers are announced at the moment. So it was really a, a, a shock kind of to us that, of course, it wasn't just a, you know, a, a player that we've had him before that maybe a few people heard on. This was Johnny Millions that's just come out of the Wales squad at Euro 2020 on the world's biggest stage. So, yeah, it was it was a great signing for the club. I think he he's um, going to be a really good player. He's obviously had it had it, his times with injuries and, and the likes, of course, but I think he's he's. He's coming down to League Two to to Swindon Town. I I do kind of feel that based off performances of, of well over the last few years, this is probably a little bit of a of a of a easier test for him than what many are probably expecting him to go to. Yeah. In terms of your job as a journalist, yeah. I got to be honest. I am absolutely loving these out-of-the-blue sort of announcements. I, I really prefer just knowing there and then in other than, you know, a couple of ITK saying something's happening or, you know, even even the five minutes between BBC Understands and the unveiling, there's something so satisfying as a fan of just seeing straight away Swindon Town are delighted to confirm the signature of. I, I think that's so much better than than what we've had, especially under the last year or two of, of the Lee Power era. It's a difficult one because, you know, I'm a fan of, of a team in the Premier League myself and whenever they announce kind of news that I'm like there like you know obviously by by the time it comes out you know that it's happened anyway but but you're buzzing to see that the club confirms a, a signing and it's kind of that immediacy of, of wow we've signed someone new we didn't know about this but I have to be honest from a journalist's point of view from and also from journalists like where I have a good relationship with the club it, it's very frustrating when you know you, you do a lot of work and, and you do a lot of groundwork and research and and a lot of positive media activity, it has to be said as well, going into this season. And then you don't hear anything. So then, you know, I could be out and about at the shops or I could be even be on a day off or I could be doing something whereby I'm not at a computer for then the signing to be announced. I've then got to try and get to a computer as quick as possible to try and put an article out. And often, to be, I have to be honest, often at times, especially with the Johnny Williams transfer, I was out. I was, I was nowhere near a computer. So the best I could do was retweet it from the club's account um but it is it is very frustrating Look, i know i can go on record and say that, that you know the club has said that they don't want to tell us about transfers because they don't kind of trust that we won't leak the information out there but i'm very much of the view that until we break that trust you have to let us do the right thing because i myself and and you know likes of johnny that i work with who, who works down at the advert he's never broke that trust either so it is a bit frustrating I disagree. I love it. <laughs> well, fans point of view, like I said, it's great. From a journalist's point of view, it's a nightmare. But we, we, we keep going. My heart bleeds for you. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I understand. Like if it's a seven eight p.m. and a Friday night, and you and you're just about you're lo- you're logged off for the weekend, or at least before match day, then such news can be a little bit uh, stressful for you. But again. I can roll that dice, I'm afraid. I can roll it. <laughs> I can take that risk. But anyway, let's get back on with the uh, the presser, which you attended on Monday morning, along with Sean Hodgetts of BBC Radio Wiltshire and Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser. So again, we're not going to go into a huge amount of detail about the game itself, but the fallout 
uh, from the game was obviously key, especially going ahead to a tricky game against Tramier Rovers. Um, the, 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 the pluses involved in that and there were minuses and there was a little bit of both with the set pieces, wasn't there? Yeah, the set pieces is something Ben Garner really, really spoke about. He, he, we all know how important set pieces are, you know, in any in any league in the world, well, any league in this country, I'd say, you know, 30 to probably 40% of your goals that you see often are, are from set-piece chances, whether that's corners, free kicks, penalties, throw-ins. And it, and it was that way on, on, on the week, uh, at the weekend against Carl, Carlisle's that League 2 is a very strong league in terms of it might not be the most technically kind of gifted league, but in terms of physicality and, and dominance in the air, it is very strong in that. And, and Swindon, Swindon, Obviously, he did well. We scored from a set piece, but then it was disappointing to concede from a long throw, and was kind of Ben Garner's analysis of it. He also spoke about how the club are working massively on set piece at the moment. They do so much analytical studying behind the scenes surrounding set pieces that I think that this is going to be a season whereby, you know, last year we, we, we seem to concede from nearly every set piece we encountered. This year, there seems to be a lot more robustness about them and also making us a risk from set pieces as well. I mean, the turnarounds of fixtures at the moment is is you know quite frequent. We've just had Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and we're just about to hit another Tuesday. Mm. Uh, where where is the squad in terms of fitness? We know Leiden's out. Any issues anywhere else? No, it, it's it's quite a good dressing room at the moment in terms of the fact that the treatment room is very empty, so we're not giving them too much work to do. It, Ben um, Garner gave the example of how, in terms of players' fitness, you don't want to be risking too many players. He gave the example of how Ben Gladwin, he didn't want to do risk him for nine minutes on Saturday because he wants Ben Gladwin to play 30-plus games this season. Um, so it's important to kind of build up players' fitnesses. And in, in, in terms of injuries, like you touched on there, Jordan Lydon and Matthew Bowdry, the only ones that we expect to be out for tomorrow night. But I can confirm that Jordan Lydon's rehab is going really well. He's, he's well ahead of schedule in terms of him returning back to first-team training. Um, he's, he's putting in a lot of effort into his rehab. He's in every day. He's working very hard on his rehab. And it actually looks like he's going to be back sooner rather than later. I still expect it that he's probably going to be out most of this month, or so probably more towards the end of the month is when fans can look to try and expect to see him back. But but hopefully it won't be too long. And Matthew Bowdry, it, it's really a matter of days perhaps a week or so before he'll be back. So there's nothing too serious going on there. Yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, players with poor injury records. Ben Gladwin is the one that stands out more than anything else. How's he doing? Ben Gladwin's fine, yeah. He, he just didn't want to risk, Ben Gladwin didn't want to risk, risk Gladwin for a whole 90 minutes on the Saturday. Um, he, he's absolutely fine. They, the club know where every player is fitness-wise. They have this Tuesday game now and then. It's it's, a, it's kind of like a two-week break where it's just Saturday to Saturday. And that'll give them a lot more time to work on fitness, um, was the analysis from Ben Ben Garner. So you might see some more changes tomorrow evening. And, and I, I think that'll be the, the way kind of for the next few games. But the players are building in fitness. And, and, it, like, and like Ben Garner said, that, that kind of break from the Tuesday night game should give them a really key amount of time to, to get players up to as, as fit as possible. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tramier Rovers are our next opponents, and you know they're quite decent, aren't they? Um, they have four points so far this season, uh, a win and a draw. They haven't conceded in the league. They got knocked out uh, on penalties to Oldham Athletic. Mickey Mellon is their manager again after a, a short attempt to succeed or to do well in in Scotland, but he's back 
at Prenton Park. Um, plenty of familiar names in there. Um, Callum McManaman, probably the standout name, uh, given that he had that terrific FA Cup final uh, nine, ten years ago. Um, what was uh, Ben Garner's uh, opinions on on Trammy Rovers? It's very much similar to, to what we've said and, and what fans have said. You know, Mickey Mellon's side, they're, they're a strong team in this division. They probably underachieved last year from what they wanted to do, but they seem to have had a good start. Ben Garner's kind of touched on the fact that listed a, a number of players, um, like you were saying there, players that are really kind of playing well for Trammy at the moment. And the fact that they've got a dangerous team, which is which is very which is very true to see. Yeah, um, you know, you touched on Liam Feeney and Jay Spearing and Tom Davies and these types of players that are going to be dangerous for this Tranmere side. Um he, he kind of mentioned how Tom Davies, it's great to see him doing well because he was obviously at Bristol Rovers under Ben Garner, but was unfortunately injured for most of his tenure there. Um but Swindon aren't gonna be afraid of this of this Tranmere side, and I think Ben Garner feels that we can match Tranmere in every department. Anyone else um stand out? I mean I know they've got um Paul Glatzel, who's on loan from Liverpool, he was a, uh, I think he was captain of a FA FA Youth Cup winning team before uh, Kess got it with Villa. Um, there just seemed to be a squad full of players that you kind of maybe you don't realise it, but you've seen them before. There's a very experienced side. It looks very experienced side. Lots of squad depth, I think, as well. You know, you look at their bench and it's quite strong as well. There's there's a lot of different players that are versatile in that team that can really come in and and play a host of different positions and a host of different playing styles as well. What I would say is from their attackers, you know, they've got the likes of Callum McManaman, Spearing that we mentioned there, Feeney. They're, they're, these are all players that are definitely going to prove to be a goal threat. And and I think that this, you know, Carlisle were a threat the other day, but I feel like this will be a little bit more of a of a team that is going to try to get in behind Swindon's defence. And, and what I think will happen against, against, against Tremor is that there might be a similarity of the two different styles and that will either result in a lot of goals or or maybe a little bit of nerves and, and not as many goals as we expect tomorrow night. We know Baudry is out. We know Leiden is out. Of course, we also know that Kessler Hayden is out suspended, which already seems like a tremendous loss for Swindon. What, what did Ben say about Kessler's uh, suspension? Yeah, Kane Kessler Hayden's out. It was a real shame that that he did get sent off, and that was the same verdict from Ben Garner. He said it was a shame for him to get sent off, but it is a learning curve for him. And he, it is a learning curve for, for the youngster because obviously this is his initial debut season playing senior men's football. So it's a learning curve for him. But at the same time, when he was on the pitch, he was outstanding. And, and that was the verdict of Ben Garner, that he was outstanding when he was on the pitch. And it, it's not. he said it's not very often you have a right-back who can go on and score a hat-trick. So <laughs> I think that was... a that was the expectation for a lot of fans. He's um, he's going to have a brilliant season. I think what we can see already is that Kane Kessler Hayden is certainly going to be a player whereby we'll, we're we're going to be lucky to have him for this season. We need to enjoy it, and he's certainly going to help us. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's involved at Aston Villa next season. Yeah, I mean a lot a lot of fans are using that sort of a uh, popular phrase. Don't fall in love with loan players. Yeah, just do it. Do it. You know, players stick around for a year. Enjoy them where you can. And, you know, these players, you know, permanent players sometimes last less time than the lone players, don't they? So it's, just enjoy them. In terms of the Swindon lineup for the Tramier game, what, what do you envisage they'll do? I mean, I don't think, I, I know there will be a few changes, but I don't expect it to be many. Obviously, we're going to have the forced change of Kessler Hayden. 
Um, in there, I would expect that these two centre-back pairings, the likes of Critchlow and Dion Conroy, they'll stay in the team. If Williams is... They are still waiting, apparently, for clearance for, for Williams to be a part of the squad. I don't know what's actually going on there, but he could be involved tomorrow night. So that might be a possible start. I, I wouldn't expect it to be. I'd expect he'd be more of a bench player to come on. Now, if I run through my team, I'm going to go Jojo Wallacott. I think it'll be Rob Hunt at right back, Critchlow, Conroy, and then Ellis Dolo playing in that left back position. I think Anthony Grant will continue to get minutes under his belt um, in the middle of the park. And it'll be interesting to see whether Reed starts. I'm not too sure. Like I said, that, I think that depends on a couple of, of players and how they perform in training. Um, ben Gladwin, I'm sure, will get some more minutes under his belt along with Jack Payne. Harry McCurdy is an interesting one. He, I, I, th- I feel like he might feature, but I'm, I'm really not too sure. And then I think they'll stick with Simpson up top because, of course, Simpson did have chances the other day. And he, he's, he's certainly dangerous it's just whether he can put the ball in the back of the net that seems to be the problem yeah in in relation to Simpson I'm not worried but I'm already getting that feeling like you know Ben Garner says in the press conference that you know the xg stats suggest that we should have won every game so far this season and you know Simpson's the centre forward is not scoring goals and against Carlisle, he seemed a bit lost at times, and that was because of the way the game was playing out, not because of how he was playing as an individual. And I just I just worry that, you know, we might not that the fans will get on their back, the fans have been great so far, but confidence might dip soon if if we don't get if he doesn't sort of find some form or some, some success in front of goal. Yeah, he's he's a player that I think a lot of strikers it's it's one key area that they really thrive on confidence, and you'll often see it whereby a striker will have a have a quiet spell or a quiet start to the season, and they get one goal, and then that kind of rolls on and has a snowball effect. With with Simpson, I, I have to go on the side of what Ben Garner was saying that he's not actually worried about the fact that he's not scoring goals at the minute. Of course, a striker's job is there to score goals, but the the, the good thing that we can see is that he has chances every game. If he had put away some of the chances in the games that we've played so far, he could be one of the top scorers in the league already with three or four goals to his name. As it stands, he's not. He's yet to find uh, the back of the net, but he, he's going to be a good player. And I think when we swin- when Swindon bring in another striker, which they have their eye on some targets from such this later, I don't imagine that he'll be a starter every game, but he'll be an important player for this Swindon. I, I wouldn't worry as a Swindon fan at the moment. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that, he looks like he's going to be a terrific asset for the club. A couple more points on your 11, um, just out of interest. Mm. Um, just as a side, do you do you think LSI Andalo was unfortunate to not be in the starting lineup against Carlisle? Yeah, I do. You know, he's had, he's had a good start to the season and, and Ben Garner rates him highly. I do think he was unfortunate. But at the same time, we don't know the fitness situation there. And maybe it's that he doesn't want to try and risk him or he didn't suit the setup as of what Ben Garner wanted. Um, it's hard to look at this team at the moment and leave players out, I guess, because we do seem to have quite a lot of talented players in and around this squad at the moment. I think, like you said, the only change possibly could have been that he could have started in place of Rob Hunt. But it depends whether he wanted to go more attacking or defending. We know that Rob Hunt is probably the better one-on-one defender. Um, with Rosales Andolo, is a lot more effective at going forward. So, Unlucky, but there's plenty more games this season. It's, it's only a start. So I imagine he'll be a, a very key player in this win. I imagine he'll be a, a regular star as well going forward. 
Yeah. And the general consensus on Harry McCurdy moving on is that he was perhaps a bit over keen against his former employers in Carlisle United. Um, but who would you who would you drop him for if indeed Garner was was looking at that position? Do you know it's it's, it's a difficult one because I feel like almost that uh, he's if he's on it and and he's playing the way that he wants to play, then he's a player that really is kind of undroppable. But if you were looking to move into that position, of course, you could look at the likes of Harry Parsons on the bench, who who did have a good little spell when he came on. But of course, then you're going to be dropping a player that's proven it against a player that's kind of very not had much time playing men's football. So I think if you were going to drop Harry McCurdy, you'd need to change the formation to accommodate other players in there, uh, possibly go to the likes of a 4-3-3. Um, but I'm, I'm not too sure. I think if you were going to go to it to a 4-3-3, um, you'd almost look to the likes of, I don't know, depends if it, who you want to play in midfield. We've, we've got the likes, obviously, Williams that we've just signed there. He'll be an important player. So, that that would be the one that I'd maybe look at if Williams is fit and if he's available tomorrow night. I feel like McCurdy could drop out and we could have this four through three system instead. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I completely agree with the eleven that you've selected. Um, yeah. I think maybe some of the guys are just they're in they're in for until until something else happens until maybe Johnny Williams is fully fit and ready to go. Absolutely. What I'd also say quickly is that I don't. I know a lot of fans are worrying about why Akin Odomeo is not getting much game time at the moment, or doesn't seem to be featuring. He could be a player that could look to come in. We've also seen him play in one of the other positions before um, at fullback as well. So he might even be at right back tomorrow night. We're not. We're not too sure, but he's going to be an important player for winning the season as well. But it's when your defence is playing well and you've got got a centre back partnership with likes of Crick John Conroy, who really seems to be thriving off of it, it's going to be difficult for him to get his way into this side. Okay, well, give me a prediction for the game and then we'll we'll continue with it. I'm feeling confident. Uh, tomorrow, I think I'm going to go for a Swindon Town win, um, two one. One one from me, one one. But we get the kudos of scoring the first league goal against Tramio that Tramio conceded. Maybe one one from me. Okay. Um, Oh, bless you, journalists. Uh, ben Garner keeps on telling us that he's not going to talk about transfers, but you keep asking him. Um, and, you know, God loves a trier. Yeah, I mean, something that seems pretty clear to me listening to the press conference, and do feel free to, to disagree, is it does sound like there's going to be a signing very, very soon, maybe before the Tramier game. I mean, I'm, I'm using Garner sort of timescales. You know, when whenever he mentions that something might be happening, it tends to, and he seems to think one signing might not be far away. No, it, it looks like that Swindon are going to have another signing in, in this week and a, and a player that's in a forward position as well. Ben Garner's touched on it. He, he doesn't like to go into in-depth analysis of his transfer wheelings and dealings, but he wants two more forward position players in, which is what I clarified last week. And, we're waiting for one player at the moment that looks like it should be an imminent signing. As you mentioned, it hopefully will be before the Tranmere game, but if not, then it will definitely be this week. And the other player is a striker. I feel like that's the one that is going to take a little bit longer. Um, the club want a striker and they want a top target and it's a, it's some their top target is a player that they're speaking to at this moment in time. All they're waiting for is the player's representatives and the player himself to decide if he wants to go to Swindon Town. <laughs> you know, Ben Garner's advice, when Ben Garner's speaking to the players, he advises it that this is a club that's growing, this is a club that's got a fresh start. And all he said to them is, is watch the way we play. He sent them training videos of how they train. 
And so it's up to them themselves to decide if this is a team they want to play in. But it's a very creative team. And I, I think that there could be some really good news for Swindon Town soon on the transfer front. Yeah, it did get me sort of uh, overthinking what sort of centre forward it would be. A bit of me was like, is it going to be like an Owen Doyle type, been there, done that sort of name that will make us go, oh, hello, yes, please. Or is it going to be like the next best thing that Swindon will pip like loads of League One and League Two clubs to this Premier League academy player that everybody wants at the moment. I I really don't know, but it could be somewhere in between. So, but I do like I do like a I do like the idea of it being being there, done that. What I would say is that whether it's a player that's proven uh, with lots of experience, as you mentioned, there, the likes of Owen Doyle, or a player that's got a lot of potential, it will be a player that will get Swindon fans off their seats and. And someone that is definitely going to come in and, and have an expectation to score double digits of goals this season. OK, that brings us to your final three questions of the presser. So let's listen to them now. What, what do you make of the, the crowd on Saturday and kind of being in front of a home crowd? Because it's a big attendance for League Two, isn't it? You know, over 9,000 fans there. Yeah, it's fantastic, especially in the August, you know, school holidays, summer holidays. Um, you know, I imagine a lot of people are still away and... Um, time with their families, etc. So, no, fantastic crowd. Thought the atmosphere was was incredible. Um, I was, you know, I was desperate for us to get the goal anyway, but more so for them because I think if we'd have got the second, I think the roof would have come off, and I think that would have given us momentum probably to go and get the third and go on and win the game. So, just disappointing that we couldn't do that. But like I say, we couldn't do much more than what we did apart from that that final ball, that final finish. Um, but we don't just want to do that in the first home game. You know, we want to do that in every home game now, starting Tuesday night. So um, hopefully they, they enjoyed the performance, um, even though the result wasn't where we wanted it. And that's certainly something we can build on. And as I've said all along, the whole club is together. It's one it's one club, one direction. The supporters are a huge, huge part of that. And, um, and the players really appreciate their support and feel it on the pitch. And you kind of... Um... We're speaking to, um, well, you're speaking previously kind of about this league and about teams. You've only played a handful of games so far, but, you know, the verdict from the fans, and obviously I know a lot of managers stay away from social media, but it's kind of like that this, this, the league and the competition in this isn't as probably hard as what it has been in previous years and given Swindon's squad, you know, it's a, it's a very strong side. How, how do you kind of view the, the strength of this league? I think it's a strong league. I think every team poses poses a challenge. Uh, I think you look at the games so far that, that we've played, um, you know, teams that are very well organised, very fit, know what they're doing, play to their style. There's no easy game in League Two. There's no easy game. If you look at Cambridge who got promoted last season, they lost 15 games. So it, it's very difficult to go on runs of unbeaten streaks in this league. Um, you know every single game, teams are going to be organised, going to be committed, going to be fit. Um, and, and there's different styles of play within this league. So we will absolutely respect every single team that we play, but we won't have any fear with it and we want to impose our style and we believe strongly in that. So we won't go away from that. It's a case of trying to impose our style more than the opposition do theirs. Um, and if we can do that the majority of the time, then um, I'd like to think we can build and get stronger as we go along. And finally, we, there's a lot of talk about kind of attackers and, and your forward creative players, but... A little word on your defence as well, because it's looked very solid despite the couple of goals that you, that you mentioned there. It has looked very solid, this setup of, of having a bit of a mix of, of youth and experience in there. 
yeah, we're, we're really pleased with the, the players we've got now in those defensive positions. I think we've got really good flexibility there. Um, we can play a back four, a back three, no problem at all. Um, we've got a little bit of depth there. We've got different ways of playing in terms of whether we want fullbacks to go forward, whether we want them to sit in a bit more. Um, the players that have come in, I mean, Ron was excellent on Saturday coming in and making his full debut. Great for him to get the goal. But for a 22-year-old, he's so assured. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a top, top career in the game. Dion Conroy, that's been very unfortunate with injuries, but has been absolutely first class inside since I walked in the door. You know, he's, he's captain. He's he's still getting up to speed fitness-wise himself, but he's only going to get better and better now as the, as the season goes on. And, and and all of the players there, all of the defensive players have, have done really, really well and contributed. And we're also very fortunate. We've got two outstanding goalkeepers, in my opinion, in... Uh, Jojo started the season brilliantly, um, but then you've got Lewis Ward comes in the Cambridge game. He was outstanding and kept a clean sheet as well. So we're, we're really, really pleased with the options we've got there and the personnel that we have. But it's, as I always say, it's a collective. Our front players work hard in a defensive aspect, just like when we attack our defenders that are working hard out in possession to give angles and get the build-up play that we want. So. Everything we do is collective, everything we do is as a team. Um, but I'm really happy with, with where we are currently. And like I said, aside from not getting the results Saturday, we can have asked much more so far. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you for your time this morning. Okay, then, Ryan. So you went straight in with talking about how impressive that attendance was at the Carlisle game. Um, always nice quotes with that question, but. Was there anything more specific you were looking for from Garner with that? Not typically. I just wanted to get his analysis on on what he made of being in front of that Swindon crowd because, of course, it wasn't just a typical first home of the game of the season. It had so much added emotion into it is that the fans have got their their club back and this is now their ground. You almost had that feeling that fans were home and it's, that's a feeling that has not been there for such a long time. Of course, the TIFOs and the banners... Um, and the red and white holding up of placards, that was a brilliant thing to see as well. And and Ben Garner just touched on how, how incredible the atmosphere fear was. He was, You really did sense from him when speaking to him, and obviously, of course, the benefit of ourselves is that I can see him on camera when I'm speaking, is that he was so desperate for Swindon to win that game and for Swindon to get the second goal that would then put him in front. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be the case. Um, but he touched on how he wants... He wants it to be that atmosphere every home game. And he, wa- he wants to build a team that can play in a way that keeps fans coming back and keeps them cheering on the team in the way they do. So that's really important for Ben Garner and, and how finally he finished off by just saying the whole club is together. This is one club and the supporters are a huge part of that club as well. Yeah, out of everything at the moment with all the feel-good factor, I think the thing that pleases me and it reassures me and assures me more than anything are the fans. I think I think we are. I think we get it. As a, as, a, as a collective, I think we understand where we are and what and what we should be doing to try and, you know, encourage and support this side. It, it is a great shame, though, that whenever we have these bumper crowds, we always, well, in my mind, we always t- tend to lose. You know, it just seems to be the case where, you know, lots of kids go into their first games, lots of people go into the games for the first time in years because they didn't like the previous regime, perfectly understandable. And then we go and lose. But as you said earlier... They were going to Ghana at the end of the game saying, I've never been happy here leaving a ground having lost a game, which is such an encouraging sign. 
It, it certainly is. It was, of course, disappointing not, not to get the result like you wanted. But I think the game was actually harder for the Swindon players than it was for the Carlisle ones because these Swindon players and the likes, of course, that have been there for a while, you know, Dion Conroy, um, Anthony Grant in particular, Ben Gladwin, of course, he's returned and he's played under different owners at the club. It was an emotional occasion and you really did have that feeling that the emotion from the fans was transformed and, and conveyed onto the players and, and they really had to try and adapt and take that in their strides. So There's a lot of pressure surrounding it. But I think Tuesday night, the players will be back used to it again. Of course, it's been so long without them playing in front of a home crowd. I think they'll be a bit more calm when they take to the field tomorrow night. And I, I'm, Even though the performance was good, I'm expecting a lot better performance tomorrow evening. Yep, and your questions move on, and this is classic Ryan sort of buttering up his his interviewee. So you've gone from lovely, fluffy attendances, and then you're just moving it up a next step by asking him a question about the strength of League Two. I got to be honest with you, Ryan. I have got no idea what the strength of League Two is like. I've been so focused on Swindon over the last five, six months that I don't know who's good and who isn't. So um, it was nice that you asked this question. <laughs> yeah, I think we often forget that there is more than Swindon in, in League 2 at times, don't we? Because we've been so Swindon-focused, of course. But I have to disagree a little bit with Ben Garner on his analysis. He, he said, he, I think it's a strong league and every team poses a challenge. Um, you look at teams who've played so far and they're very organised and very fit and know what they're doing. Of course, I take that and I accept his point. He made the point of how there's no easy game in League 2. Cambridge got promoted last season, correctly, and they lost 15 games. So, of course, it was a difficult season. But... I just look at the teams in this division and if you look at the hashtag SDFC tag on social media as well when we play a game and especially if we win, Swindon have one of the strongest squads in this division and I really do mean that. I've looked at the different squads, I've done analysis of them. I really do feel that Swindon and, and the players that they have there, especially the attacking players, should be good enough to earn promotion from this league. So as a manager, you've got to say I think it's a strong league and how the aim is to keep Swindon in this division but I feel that Ben Garner knows that he's building a team that is formidable and is good enough to really go out there and beat anyone in the division. Certainly looks that way, and I hope that is the case. So there you go. You've asked a nice fluffy question about, about the attendances. You've gone in on the League 2 strength, and then sort of your, your main question, which is about the defence. And the reason why I'm building it up like this is because, you know, I get a lot of direct messages that show concern about Swindon's defence in the long term as it stands. Um, but Garner was full of praise for the guys, wasn't he? Garner was. It, I wanted to ask this question because we talk so much about attackers and, and you know, even transfer targets about attackers as well. And, and that's all that kind of you ever, you ever hear going on about Swindon when we look at the team. But if you, you can have great attackers, but if your defenders aren't up to the job, then you're going to concede more than you score. So... Ben Garner is really pleased with his players that he's got in defence. And I have to say, I, I know there is, like you said, some fans are a bit of nervousness about this defensive season. But I think it's going to be a really strong back four or back three or whoever we play. We've, ben Garner touched on that he's got the players in there that can play a back four or back three, no problem. They have good squad depth. And the benefit of the players is that there's very there's a lot of flexibility there, is what he touched on. How this flexibility in the likes of Ellis Dolo, Rob Hunt, Payne Kessler-Hayden... They are players that give a different way of playing in terms of whether the fullbacks want to go forward and attack and put cross into the box, whether they want to sit back and defence. He touched on two players in particular, which was Romney Critchlow. He, of course, was excellent on Saturday when he came in for the team for his full debut. And he said it was great for him to get to goal, but the 22-year-old was so assured. 
and he feels he'll have a top career on the game. Finally, he moved on to Dion Conroy. You said it. We all know Dion's had such struggling issues with injuries. But Ben Garner seems so impressed with this guy. He, he's been first class since he walked in the door, he said. And he's he's getting up to full fitness still, but he's only going to be getting better as the season progresses. Lovely stuff. Well, you know, there we are. Then that's that's another presser in the can. Um, we're a bit of a bogey side for Tramia Rovers. I think we haven't lost in 10. And the last time we did... How Robson Carnu was playing one of the heroes for Euro 2016 for Wales. So in that respect, as a superstitious person on occasion, let's keep Johnny Williams away from this lineup. <laughs> Certainly something we can look to do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for having me on, Rich. And um, I think we're going to see you at three points tomorrow evening. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. Good run by him, and now match goal. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music provided within episodes of The Presser are by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. The podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. (laughs) Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward or maybe five chicken selects one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 